0: videos are shared 20 times more than any other type of content. But it doesn't just mean that you can sit there and do a video and it's gonna do well, it's gotta be good, you gotta like, you gotta know what you're doing. And it is this whole new skill set, as you know, being able to, you know, get in front of camera and hold people's attention, get them to remember the content, what you're saying, Having it edited properly, lighting, audio, all those sort of things are a skill and are important. You can't just expect to to hop in front of the camera and, and say, hi, here I am, I'm on my way to a meeting, and all of a sudden your business is going to go crazy. Like, you've got to have some sort of strategy, and it's going to take some time for you to get good at it.
1: Hello video marketing professionals, welcome to the podcast that takes the mystery out of producing videos. Our guest is Nathaniel Bibby, founder and the managing director of the leading LinkedIn marketing agency, the Bibby Consulting Group where they train people on best practices to grow their business on LinkedIn. Nathaniel has been called the number one LinkedIn expert in the Asia Pacific region by the Social Media Marketing Institute. He's won the best use of LinkedIn. He's helped clients close $400 million in additional sales through LinkedIn marketing strategies. And I'm sure by the end of this episode, you're not only gonna know how to manage your LinkedIn profile a hell of a lot better, but use video like a pro. I'm your host, Chris Schwager. So here's our conversation with Nathaniel Bibby. This guy is everywhere. He is the number one guru that I turn to for LinkedIn advice. And I can't wait to get into today's show because he's gonna give us loads of hot tips, tricks, all of that, and let's get him on the show. Hey, Nathaniel, thank you so much for joining us. After 20 years producing videos, I still think that most people are just exploring this for the first time. Is it the same with LinkedIn?
0: It's definitely a lot better than it was eight years ago. I don't have to educate people on what LinkedIn is anymore, but yeah, it is very much that way. It's about educating the market, isn't it?
1: Yes. And LinkedIn is your thing. So you're not across any other social platform. You're really just honing in your skills and, and niching into that, right? Um.
0: Yeah, well, I'm active on all of the other platforms. Um, You know, I spend a lot of time researching all areas of digital marketing. I'm quite big on YouTube. Like I've spent a lot of time on there. But in terms of the services that I offer clients, I've decided to specialize in LinkedIn. That's really where I can see the opportunity, where we can deliver the best results. And before I go any further, I just want to
1: say thanks for having me. Great to be here. I miss that part where you get to like (laughs) show some gratitude. But thank you. No, look, it's absolutely 100% our pleasure, man. Um, Look, I've been wanting to do this for some time. And I think this marriage of LinkedIn and video really fall hand in hand. And so what better person to bring on than the the number one man himself. So let's get straight into it because I think so many people are kind of disheartened by social media. They think it's smoke and mirrors, uh, publishing content. They're unsure about how frequently to do it, whether it's going to be of use to them, what to do with paid ads. I mean, there are so many variables so many unknowns how do you combat that
0: in terms of um keeping up to date with it or
1: well i guess dispelling the myth and cancelling out objections
0: understanding what works you can do some research these days like there is a lot of data and stuff from linkedin but you've really got to like test and measure things before you know what works and what, what works in my industry, not necessarily going to work in another industry. So it's about testing it first with my own business and then testing it uh, with my clients and then going, okay, this is something that I could openly recommend. And at any stage during that process, LinkedIn could change things. And yes. what I told you it did work, doesn't work anymore. Yes. You've got to have the ability to adapt. I think that's the most important thing. You know, I always tell people if, if they did my LinkedIn training afternoon workshop, uh, two years ago, 50% of what they're doing is wrong because it's, that's how fast it's it's changing. Yes. You know, like I got this Monday Night Live series, been going for uh, three years now, I won an award for it at the Social Media Awards last year. And just in the last few weeks, I'm like, hang on a second, we're not getting the same amount of reach. What's going on here? And, you know, LinkedIn's integrated with LinkedIn events. And all of a sudden it's like, ah, Okay that strategy is not as effective as it used to be. Now I've got to adapt and do something that's actually going to reach my audience rather than just keep going at it because I've been doing it for three years and I won an award and that's what I do. You've you've got to have the ability to to, to adapt to to stay ahead of the game.
1: So that's marketing anyway, right? And so why should social media be any different? I mean, (laughs) that's the funny thing, right? Adapt or die, you know, Um, your market changes, so you should too. And uh, I guess... You know, from my experience, we've found the same. I mean, every new week is something new from LinkedIn and they've done a change or an update and it's like, all right, it's yeah. how does a, a micro business really, I guess, adapt to that change fast well, when they're just trying it, to keep up it, with like posting?
0: I have to remind myself of this all the time, but I have been using LinkedIn for the last nine years, mainly for free. To market my yes. business, you are getting all these leads. Like it's, it's you know, like I'm getting it pretty much for nothing. So I'm, when I'm like testing what works in, in the algorithm, most of the time it's just like, how can I do it for free without paying for it? you know, like if I was spending money on Google ads, for example, and they were making changes, it'd probably just make it easier for me to target my audience. Blah, blah, blah. But like trying to get the algorithm to work in your favor. So you expose your content to more people without paying any money. It's ruthless because it's, you've got to think about the customers, but you've also got to the audience, but you've also got to think about the platform and, and how that works. I feel a bit like it's a puzzle that mm-hmm. you've got to work out. And, and I'm fortunate that this is my area of specialty. So I can justify spending four or five nights going down a rabbit hole, researching the importance of dwell time on a post, yes. whereas any other business owner does have time to, to yes. do that amount of uh, homework. Yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely. hundred percent. So I look, I have no idea where to start. I've got a list, list of questions here, but I think like there's so much I want to cover and sure. <laughs> I think the important thing is not to try and get too overwhelmed, but I, I guess I'm trying to look for the quick wins, I guess, for our audience, how you're you're not new to video uh, you're not a stranger to it. doing some amazing stuff. <laughs> I guess how important is, I guess, video in LinkedIn nowadays?
0: It's all about stacking the chips in your favor, I, I, I guess. And, and the stats say that videos are shared 20 times more than any other type of content. But it doesn't just mean that you can sit there and do a video and it's gonna do well. It's gotta be good. You gotta like, you know, gotta know what you're doing. And it it is this whole new skill set, as you know, being able to, you know, get in front of camera and hold people's attention, get them to remember the content, what you're saying having it edited properly, lighting, audio, all those sort of things are a skill and are important. Like, you know, people tell you they're not, but they they definitely are. All, you know, contribute towards baking the cake. You can't just expect to to hop in front of the camera and and say, hi, here I am. I am on my way to a meeting. And all of a sudden your business is going to go crazy. Like you've got to have some sort of strategy and it's going to take some time for you to get good at it. But like, if you do get good at it, you're able to build a much deeper relationship than you can through text or or through images. It's an awesome skill to be able to hop in front of a camera and be able to deliver a message that people actually listen to. Um, And you can have the great video and you know greatest video in the world, but if your caption is doesn't compel people to press play, you know. I mean, the stats say, and I think these are probably conservative, but after. 10 seconds of people watching a video on social media, uh, 50% of people that have started watching have stopped on average. After a minute, it's 80%. I honestly think that these figures are generous because I look at my Instagram, like, you know, how long people are watching the videos and the curve just goes like this. Like, people stop watching very quickly. And so if the video is rubbish and you don't hook people and you, and you don't have a way to um, get people engaged with storytelling and things like that, the reality is even if it says you've got 200 views, the chances are a lot of them are probably only watching a few seconds you need subtitles on or they don't know what you're saying. So there's a lot that goes into it. But like, I think it's a skill that's worth investing in and mastering for your business. One of the challenges I've had, though, is since I started doing video content is like, um, I've been generating leads for clients, building connections, sending messages, set appointments, which is great, because it gives them immediate return on investment. But meanwhile, in the background with my own business, I'm creating these video contents, getting all this thought leadership, credibility, all of a sudden, when I speak to potential customers, they're not speaking to three other providers, they're not as price sensitive. And so like, when I experience results like that, the question I ask myself is, well, how do I package this up and offer it to my clients in a way that, you know, that they see is valuable, that it's affordable. Cause I'm like, no way I can make it affordable because the amount of time I'm investing in it. So now when we do content creation, I'll interview a client for 45 minutes and it could be either zoom or or in person. We've got a few tricks that we do to make the editing look good. Branded intro, subtitles, all of the things that I've just learned through trial and error. And so, at the end of it, out of a 45-minute interview, we can create 20 short, two to three-minute videos, or with a you know headline creating curiosity, cutting out all their ums and ah's, um, ask the questions that create the answers, which will be an engaging piece of content. So prospects who may have tried posting a few times, got like you know seven likes or something, no comments all of a sudden it's getting like, you know, a few thousand views on their content just because it's presented in the right way. And so that that's one way that we're able to to deliver it without client actually having the skills because they just talk into me and, and forgetting the camera's there. And I'm it's my job to draw the content out of them. But if they sat in front of the camera and just looked at it right down the lens and started talking about their business, I'm willing to bet that um, nine times out of 10, no one would watch it because yes. they'd just be in their own head. You
1: know, I find that there's so much vapor and I don't know if that's the appropriate word, but to LinkedIn, that often disheartens people or at least myself when publishing content and realizing you only got 100 views or something like that. And you kind of mope around going, well, I didn't get my endorphin hit or my, <laughs> what is it? My dopamine hit. And it's not until... You meet someone face-to-face and you realize that they've made a decision on meeting you again or whatever based on a video that they saw on LinkedIn and you go, right, this is swaying opinion. This is doing the job that I can't get from stats. I can't see it in the views. I can't see it in the, sh- the shares alike or anything like that. I get it because they chose me because of the outreach we did 18 months ago or you know what they saw, a little whiff of a bloody fleeting moment of a post was enough of those contributed to their decision whether to choose us. What you're talking
0: about is really important because a lot of people get distracted with the vanity metrics. It can end up making you move in the wrong direction it, because like if you're basing the success on how people react, you're not focusing on the process. And what you're talking about is like I've noticed early on as well, and now I have a system for like going out and finding that information, but how people react, like those sales opportunities that come forward and things like that are, are actual tangible business metrics. Like you I know people that got 700,000 followers get 500,000, 100 likes every post and calling uh, people up asking if they know anyone that's hiring at the moment every few months. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, just I guess for my audience to understand how we're using it. I mean, the publishing is one thing. The publishing's like, okay, be present, be out there, make sure that you are being seen and thought of, if you like. But that's not really where the lead gen has come from us. The lead gen's come from the outreach that we do. And we might have done, sent someone an email 18 months ago. They've inquired with us. We asked them how they found us. They say, oh, well, I just searched for you on Google. And then we put them in the database and realized that we reached out to them 18 months ago. So, you know, the catalyst as we see it was the fact that action creates action, you know, that we, by us not doing that in the first place, perhaps we wouldn't have got them picking up the phone and contacting us. So, in your experience i guess what is that do you have any kind of conversion content around okay people that just go out and publish all day and every day versus those that are actually quite active in the in mail space where they're kind of more behind the scenes trying to nurture that way
0: i think the whole the name of the game is is to create conversations more conversations you have more relationships you build more relationships you build long as whether they're the right people, they should turn into business. And so the, the, what you should be thinking is, oh, how do I have more conversations, right? If you are messaging people on LinkedIn and, and doing the outreach, so you've made a start and, and what you'll find is if you start posting more regularly, first of all, you'll have more conversations. Second of all, those conversations will be a lot smoother. People will react a lot different. They'll be a lot easier. And these days with people like on the average persons on seven social media sites, and it's way easier to hop on Google and search someone's name and go back to Facebook or Instagram or wherever you saw them last. And, you know, they probably listen to podcasts on their way to work. They're spending an hour of their time looking at a mobile device and they're doing all those different things. How much of that hour do you want to spend in front of them? And so I think you have an omni-channel approach where you are marketing on all channels. Wherever they want to consume you, they can. Very important that they can find you on Google if they're searching for your name, but the chances are they probably originally heard about you on Instagram or or LinkedIn. You you can imagine how the, the, the whole thing breaks. If they see something on LinkedIn, search your name, can't find a website, you know.
1: Yes, so maximize the reach, increase the numbers of potential touch points, be there, have everything up to standard so that whatever platform they land on, they're going to get some consistency.
0: Yeah, I'm a member of a networking group. I went this morning. Like, I just started in the last few months. It's not b so by fun. any chance, is it? We no, it's not. <laughs> I did B&I six seven years ago. Yeah. It's a company called BX. Um, but... Um, yeah, you know, like your conversations at scale where you're speaking to the whole room, you know, and then you might give an individual a business card and you might have a one-on-one meeting with that individual. And I just think of LinkedIn as one big networking party. So the content is you speaking to the whole room, you know, connecting with somebody is giving them your business cards, S- sending them a message and having conversation privately is like having a one-on-one meeting with them but it doesn't stop there then you pull the conversation offline and that's just the next step you know whether it's a zoom call or, or face-to-face i think it's very important as soon as the conversation moves into talking about solving their problem you know or specifics about what you do so just say oh you know great great question what's your phone number or you know or oh, let's hop on a call so you can control the process but the the point of linkedin is you can have those conversations at scale it's not a room of 15 people having breakfast it's potentially 720 odd million professionals It's huge.
1: We'll be back in a short moment with Nathaniel Bibby. Video is everything and because the world is now demanding that you appear on camera, it's time to get the skills of a professional presenter. Go to ridgefilms.com.au slash DIY because do-it-yourself videos should be easy and they should work. The DIY video program helps you personalize sales, produce video emails and record videos regularly without tech hassles. Look and sound amazing just like Nathaniel Bibby and improve your professional image in every video meeting you have. Go to richfilms.com.au slash DIY. This morning, I heard the interview that you did with Grant Cardone. Great interview, by the way. I think it's an awesome opportunity that you got in front of him. and, And I actually liked the content that was presented. One of the things that came up was monetization. Grant was all over that. If you're not monetizing, how you're measuring. And I guess that brings me to my point because we've just started with LinkedIn advertising got a bit of a bean up on it we were convinced we're doomed when it comes to advertising we tried the Google advertising we're trying LinkedIn advertising with very little success from that and i guess i want your thoughts on is it working
0: So we run LinkedIn advertising campaigns for certain businesses that targeting works extremely well for. And it's just basically using the lead gen forms, getting them to download something. So we're getting all their data. You know, the way that Facebook's works and you can set up like funnels and get people that have a problem and remarket to people that watch so much percentage of your videos, all that stuff. LinkedIn's yet to have all that stuff. So like, yeah, from my perspective, like I'm waiting for the point where I can amplify what I'm doing in my own business with LinkedIn ads. And we're not there yet. Like, I, I mean, I could have market an ebook and get a bunch of names and put them in my database, but that I'm not really, that's not my business model. Like if you're marketing a product and you'd need volume like you know of people to remarket to and stuff like that. But what I'd rather do is, is educate the market so that people that are watching the videos and you know realize that they have a problem and a need and then and then are reaching out to me. That's what I'd like to see be able to happen on LinkedIn. But it, it's not quite there. And I just think that if I was the CEO of LinkedIn, I mean the first thing I would do, if less someone told me I was crazy is I would say, okay, personal profiles can sponsor their content. They can amplify them. When you get a good piece of content, you post it, you can't even boost it on LinkedIn. Hmm. How great would that be? You do you have to do it through a company page.
1: So are we talking about limitations again? Because <laughs> LinkedIn has its fair share. I mean, I just over the years, well, I, have seen I, I, lots yeah, of it.
0: it's limitations and opportunity. They, they go hand in hand. LinkedIn's always been a li- little bit behind Facebook and Instagram, which is great. Like, I'd love to be you know, running LinkedIn as opposed to the other ones because you get to see what works on these B2C social media sites. And so when I see LinkedIn, you know, has a limitation, I just think, okay, great, let's get ready for when they fix that because, sure. you know, they've got all the, um, it's like LinkedIn Live, as soon as it came out, I knew exactly what strategy I was going to yeah. run. I knew exactly, you know, because i seeing what happened on Facebook. So I think I'm just waiting for that that moment where the ad platform like gets a bit better so that I can use it in my business and I'm sure that will be the biggest part of my agency um, when that happens. But at the moment, like it's a very niche type of um, uh, business that we would do that for.
1: There there is very little trust, and and I say this purely from our perspective, on the whole social advertising idea, it just seems like just have too low a budget or there's just an intangible kind of mythical magical fairy dust of a number that needs to be put on advertising it seems like every thing that we advertise with it's like oh no that's going to be too little you should double that you should double that you should double that and it's like what is the number we're kind of um pressure testing linkedin at the moment we're about month three in our advertising and we're following all the recommendations we are meeting with one of their specialists through ads and. Still no conversion for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, what I would do if you're spending money on ads, I would get your LinkedIn contacts out into a CSV file. And I would also uh, every month post a lead magnet on LinkedIn where people have to comment below to get it. Yep. Right. And then you send them the link to the landing page. And then I I would be getting the data from the landing page and the data from your LinkedIn connections, using them as a custom audience on Facebook. Yes and marketing with them with e- educational yes. content on, yes. on Facebook and Instagram, and then convert like, so I actually use Facebook ads, but it's to my LinkedIn contacts. It's so cheap because it's a very small targeted audience. But like going back to what I was saying before, being able to follow them around different platforms works incredibly well. My money goes a lot further doing that. Yes. So people go people go on oh, that you're saying Facebook ads are better than LinkedIn. Yes. It's not because like, It's only if you use it that way. Like, if you just go spend money on Facebook, that ads, as you know, like, it all comes down to strategy. But if you do follow that strategy, like, it's the best return on investment I've seen in donkeys. Yes. I mean,
1: top five lead generation tools for us has been LinkedIn and email. Like, that, that circulation has just been going on and on and on for, well, over two years now, and so their emails
0: work okay. It's been the great. The actual paid spon- the sponsored emails,
1: no, just just organic but
0: private messages. Yeah, in yeah.
1: uh, emails, yeah. and that's that's been really great. And I think it's, it's it's so funny as well how that works. You know, you might hit somebody up with like three consecutive email messages over a period of time, and you know, it's just crickets. And then one day out of the blue, there they are that they, they want it, and it's just, it's almost like uh, you know they're not willing to reply until. The timing's right. You know, they know you're there. Yep. Keep sending me the email. That's fine. But, you know, until we've got budget, until we've got the resources to do this, the, there's not even worth replying to but then they do they drop and it's like there they are and the history in that inmail messaging service it's all is, is, is great yeah. you know it's like yeah. it comes down to making sure that the credibility of the messaging in that in is there forever it's the history is kind of there so if you look like a dick when you first kind of reached out to them you know it's <laughs> that kind of spammy history is, is there we're always you know f- finessing that but yeah by far it's still exciting for us um growing our our business through this medium Well, unfortunately, we've reached the end of part one in this two-part series video made simple with Nathaniel Bibby, but here's a teaser for next week's episode
0: people need to know what you do. Like, uh, you know, if your headline and your company name and your profile photos are that good, that people are curious enough to click on your name and read your profile to find out what you do, then that's cool. But other than that, I would keep it very professional. Like the things are changing on LinkedIn because there's so many people that are, you know, salespeople on there now, spending all their time working out how to prospect. I think you want to make sure that first things first, if you are on there to get customers, make sure it doesn't look like a salesperson
1: that's all for this episode of video made simple podcast if you want to start on becoming a video marketing professional just like nathaniel just go to ridgefilms.com.au learn for only 47 you get instant access to our online course plus live coaching sessions with me every month let us help you take the mystery out of producing videos so go to ridgefilms.com.au learn and see you next week